to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. My name is Alexi Boyd. Thank you very much for joining me once again to have a really excellent show today. I'm super excited to have some guests on the show. We're going to be talking about a really wonderful event that's coming up on the Hornsby calendar that um, all businesses are welcome to attend, a free networking event. We love free networking events. It's a great opportunity. And also to learn a little bit about the disability sector and the way in which you can look at employing those um, into your business and the support networks around that, that that can help you and also the benefits of, of having uh, an inclusive workplace. So I'm going to welcome to the show today, we've got Deanie Adams, who's the Area Manager of North Sydney for Northcote and Kieran Lodia, who's the Centre-Based Coordinator for Northcote. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, guys. Welcome. Now, sure. it's, it's an interesting topic. Um, I myself have had some experiences in this regard. Lots of businesses have. People might have worked in a corporate sector in which they've had someone working in their uh, workplace with um, a, a disability or with, with needs that are a little bit different from their own and um, it's it's quite a vast uh, opportunity for people out there it's about educating businesses and making sure that the links can be set up between businesses and yourselves tell me a little bit about what Northcote does in that relationship with say small businesses or with or with your clients for example Where, where's how do they make that link sure so one of the things that we really pride in is that the support that we give to the the possible employer to uh, participants. So we'll get a good match first, find out what the participant wants to do, what their hobbies are, and then we'll find the appropriate employer. And once we've got a good match, then we'll make sure that we've given all the information that they need about the young person that they're about to employ or give work experience to and work with all the nitty-gritty that comes with employing someone who needs that little bit extra support. Um, So how best to probably uh, give instructions, um, what are the best times, what what kind of feedback to kind of expect from the young person. Like sometimes... um, you might need to interpret something that they're saying to you or asking for and really how to um, get that relationship on, on a you know really good basis so that is a really good working relationship as much support as they need we're happy to provide so between us and employment support so take me through the process of uh, a small business um, maybe you're someone with maybe say five or ten employees um, you work in an area and you can you can start to envisage ways in which you can literally outsource to someone um, with a different set of abilities to what your your staff have. Um, what would be the process? If someone approaches you, t- take me through the step-by-step process that they go through to have that person placed with them. How does it work? Great. I've actually, we've had a situation not long ago um, with an accounts firm. Um, they're in the city. Uh, we've got a young lady who's very good with her detail, um, loves working on the computer and and fantastic with numbers. She can memorise dates and like... Can I have her number, please? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) She really is fantastic. So once... um, You could tell her your date of birth and she'd tell you what day of the week you were born on. She she kind of uh, beautifully calculated. Um, And so she's really good at numbers and preciseness and accuracy. And what she loves is the routine of something where you and I would probably get bored of doing the same thing all the time, where she's a perfect candidate for them. Um, So we've gone in there um, and we've supported the work experience first. So we've said to them, look, would you be able to provide a certain amount of work experience? And they said, we've got this task, we don't know if it's going to be any good. So we looked at the task that was 
what they needed filling. And we tried it out ourselves with the participant first, um, mm. which went quite well with some support. Then we took her into the workplace and a staff member went in and learnt the task first and then taught it to the young lady. Um, so you, your place, your place is an intermediary between... Um, you, you actually become the, the sort of the, the professor, if you will. This, that's right. The expectation is not with the firm to then train this person because it's a, it's a unique set of training that's needed. It is, it? And, and it is individual to each participant as well. So there is going to be some people who actually don't need us to be there at all. Mm-hmm. Really what they need more is understanding towards, say, um, anxiety or something like that, where this particular person actually needed we needed to make sure that they got the task because once she gets the task, she's like, bam, bam, bam. That's it, that's it, it's it, in, yeah. It's in, it's ingrained and uh, she just gets on with it. So we've been the intermediate person with the organisation and we've gone along and taught each task as it's needed um, and they've offered her employment. They've infor- offered her one day a week of employment after the work experienced. In fact, we were still in the process of work experience and they've kind of said, actually, you know what, this is this is good. You know, we need someone to take all that off us because it relieves us of, you know, all that nitty-gritty that we don't have time for. And what typically would be um, the, the time frame that someone would be in there for just purely work experience before they would be employed? I mean, I think that's where the big question mark is for mm. small business. How long is it going to take to train them? Is it longer right. than somebody else? And um, what is that time frame that I need to be considering work experience? And if I choose not to bring them on, what happens then? You know, how, how, how negative is that? Or is it, are there any side effects to that, if you want know, a better word? I think that at Northcott, we try and use work experience in a number of ways. So we use it in three ways. So initially, we use it for young people to actually get a sense of what they'd like to do. Mm-hmm. And that could be very short short, sharp work experience, so up to, say, two weeks. Mm -hmm. We then use it to gain some of those soft skills that are so valuable to employers. And that can last anything up to, say, three months. And bearing in mind that they may not go in five days a week, they may go in one or two or three days, usually. And then we also use it as a try before you buy. So an employer might come to us and say, look, we need a particular young person to perhaps do data entry. Or something like that. And we might say, look, we've, we've got a fantastic young person. Why don't you give them an opportunity? See how they go in your organisation. And then we can start supporting them if you decide to take them on. I see. So the process, it's actually threefold. It could be that they're just doing a quick little work experience to get a feel for different types of workplaces. Absolutely. So they themselves are trying to work out, given the skills that I have, where do I need to position myself um, as, as uh, you know, an employee and start looking for work in that sector or with that set of skills. So they need that that's practice, don't they? Absolutely. You keep mentioning that it's young people. Do you find that that's predominantly where the need is for organisations such as Northcote or is it starting to stretch out into um, older and, and more experienced Australians who might be experiencing difficulties that mean that they can't immediately go back to the work that they were in and they need to go to a different type of work? How, do, how does fluctuations, I'm always fascinated by this sort of thing, how do fluctuations in society get reflected in this industry? Absolutely. And I think the reason I've mentioned young people is um, Kieran predominantly works with a vocational skills program, which is for youth. But we also have a disability employment um, service, which is our DARES program, which isn't predominantly young people. That's people of all ages. So with the young people, obviously, I think one of 
the reasons we use a lot of work experience is for them to get some of that valuable work experience and a reference. But to be honest, like you mentioned, we also use it for our older people mm. going back into a different um, industry after an injury or something like that. Mm. Just to find out what some of you know where some of their transferable skills may lie. And, and which where their, where their limitations have now, and where their limitations. And I may guess be. when you're going back into the workplace after, say, a workplace injury, and you cannot work back into the area that you're in, you have to learn where you can position yourself next. And I guess that's where an organisation like North could help. That you, you sit there and you look at what their skills are, how those skills have changed, give them the support structure. And I think when small businesses think about employing someone with a disability, we immediately think of someone who um, may be limited. Um, physically, uh, but we don't think about people who are limited because they've had a change in career due to workplace injury or workplace incident, doesn't necessarily have to be something. So that's that's kind of an interesting factor. It's not as narrow as I think we would pigeonhole ourselves into thinking as small businesses. Absolutely. That's really important. So take me through what the importance is of having inclusivity in your workplace. I mean, I think the large corporates... They kind of do it because they have to tick that box. They've got the HR specialists who come in and teach them all how to improve on that. But we don't have access to those HR facilities as small businesses. Even a consultant might be out of our reach. Why is it important to consider inclusivity and how can small businesses have a couple of strategies that they can implement to make sure they are inclusive? Sure. Um, One of the main things that we find uh, with our participants that they're once they've learned to task and they have a purpose in life, they will go, they will attend every day or every day they're supposed to. They don't like that change. So really, you've got someone really loyal turning up. Um, you'd have to send them home if they're unwell. They will still turn up. So loyalty is one of the really big things. Once they learn a task, they know it. They know it inside out. So you're not going to need to keep teaching them something new. That's your experience with the people that you're placing. That's very much the case. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, we had a young man go into um, CNS, which is an Australian disability enterprise, and they had a lot of admin work that was backed up for over a year worth, and they were pulling their hair out, like, how are we going to get through this? And just had a conversation. Um, I said, I actually have a young man who's really good at, admin stuff um and they're like really are we gonna have to teach him stuff and i said only the once um and we'll be with you you know when you're teaching it so if there's anything that i need to translate in a different language i'll be able to do that two days it took him to finish that um yeah backlog of like an uh, over a year's worth so listening to that people those of you who've got an admin (laughs) backlog wouldn't you like to get that over and done within 48 hours that would be awesome i know a lot of you out there are thinking "Uh basses and receipts and inputting data for my bookkeeping it's not something we enjoy doing but you're telling there's people out there who really relish the idea of getting this done and see it as a real achievement to, to, to get these things completed yeah um and that like as a business like when you have someone say for instance you've got a coffee shop and you've got someone with a, a disability working in there you come across to your local community as being someone really inclusive and that's what northcott thrives for we thrive towards making our society inclusive. Mm. Uh, that's what reality of life is. Mm. Um, and you're considered as someone actually who supports the community. And I know myself, I would definitely walk into a coffee shop and and actually spend the time there if I know that someone who's actually been supported in the community than somewhere else where it isn't, if I had you know the choice between the two. So the Northcott's values are really to get 
many people as possible and you know into with disability into employment mm. and to live a fulfilled life mm. yeah so there's a lot of benefits towards having um a person with a disability in your business. We're just going to take a short break now and go to a community service announcement. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about inclusivity and making your uh, workplace inclusive. You're here on Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. This is Triple H on 100.1 FM. And welcome back to Triple H on 100.1 FM. You are listening to Small Biz Matters here on Triple H. Thanks very much for joining me today. Today we have got a couple of uh, lovely employees who are talking all about employment with uh, those with a disability. We've got Deanie Adams and Kieran Lodia from Northcote. Now, just before the break, we were talking a little bit about the importance um, of having a good community... Uh, well, you tick the community awareness box, don't you? And, and I think a lot of people would say, look, that's why I want to get into this, but there's a lot more, a lot more benefits than just ticking that box. What would be the other benefits and um, uh, potential positives for having an inclusive workplace, in your opinion, guys? Look, I think in today's society, it's very much a global society now, and we really need to truly reflect the community we actually live in. And I think having people not just with a disability, but, um, you know, from a range, a range of diverse people in an organisation is so important today. Um, people with a disability shop, they purchase food, they purchase insurance, um, and so it's very, very important for businesses to really understand um, and to make them more aware of what these customers actually need. Um, I think, Kieran, you mentioned something before about a coffee, a coffee shop with a flickering light. And she was actually saying as soon as we walked in, it really affected some of our people with a disability because of the light and how they reacted to it. And if they'd actually had someone in there, they could have quite easily have said, look, that light's really affecting some people mm. so it helps you connect with your own client base Absolutely. and it broadens your client base to include those with a disability and we have to keep reminding ourselves we're not talking about people here with a physical limitation because what are the stats it's it's one in five people have experienced mental illness at some point in their lives um we have you know it's becoming more and more openly spoken so about common. and those are people also with a, a a particular form of disability and that's probably what you're talking about when you're saying the, f the flickering light the cafe Absolutely. um yeah if you're experiencing some sort of anxiety on a, on a daily basis you're not going to go to a cafe that's got that that sort of you know yeah. uh, that landscape in which you're going to exist you want to be comfortable and i think if you hire someone that's got any sort of a, a disability you're going to be more conscious of that aren't you and you're going to be more conscious for your clients Absolutely, but it, you know it goes beyond that. It, it's even in supermarkets where you need things placed a particular uh, eye lens for people in a wheelchair, and even just having the space to move around if you are in a wheelchair. Those things are really important. So mm. I really think that organisations need to become more aware of what mm. some of those people's needs are. And what a great way, but they're just by throwing yourselves in the deep end by bringing someone into your workplace like that. I'm thinking of an accountant that I know of who um, there is absolutely no way that anybody with can't walk through a one foot space <laughs> would be able to get from one area to another because it's just so clogged up with paper and filing cabinets and there's stuff everywhere um it would literally be ripping the band-aid off if he had to have someone in there with a wheelchair because that person wouldn't be able to get around he's limiting his client base because those people wouldn't be able to come to the office either, uh, either. absolutely right. yeah. and we find this again and again where um uh, actually our participants are going into a workplace and saying hey that's not going to work for so-and-so customer coming in or if someone like me came in 
um, well, you can't actually wouldn't be able to have them because they can't get up here mm. or they won't be able to cope with the light or the sounds and so on. So they have a really, really important part to play in the growth of a business. And you can knock off one in five potential clients absolutely. <laughs> just yeah, absolutely. By, not, absolutely. by not catering to that yeah. industry. That's yeah. exactly right. So it's important in terms of broadening your client base, making yourself accessible to everyone, learning from the inside out what it is that those clients need in, in terms of a landscaping. And it's also important for you as the face of, of yourself as a community. If we look at Hornsby, for example, I mean, this is, I would consider to be an incredibly inclusive community because we have people of such varying socioeconomic, um, uh, you know, values or not values, but socioeconomic classes, one of a better word, um, and also a variety of people with, um, you know, a variety of disabilities. We've got the mental health ward right near us for the Honsby Hospital, very important, fantastic part of the community. And I think we are more accepting I want to say. I mean, I grew up in Bondi, and yeah. if you're not beautiful, yeah, <laughs> you can't walk down the street. But but I I find it, um, yeah, I find it very interesting. I love working here and, and being here because of that inclusivity. Do you find that as well, Kieran, working around here? Um, look, halfway, I have to say. Um, oh, please, brutally yeah. honest. Please, brutally honesty. It is difficult. Um, we do find that a lot of businesses are like, well, actually. I can see a lot of complication in this and I don't want to go there. Mm. So there are a lot of stigma towards people with a disability. Instantly they kind of think this is going to be too much hard work. Too hard. And, and they're not going to look into it. Um, I mean, for example, we've got it like an event that we, we talked about earlier was um, we haven't... We, successfully achieved um, club grant to hold an event uh, for uh, businesses to come together and network. And yeah, actually, Tell us a little bit about that event actually, Kira. Sure. So this event um, was funded by club grant, which we're really lucky to uh, get the funding for, which is um, going to be held uh, on the 24th of May at um, the Magpies in Waitara. Um, now, before this particular date, we had a date last month, 27th of April, and we really, we went all out for three months. We pitched it in lots of different places, and we only had four companies out of 300, nearly 300 invites be sent out. And these were the companies that actually our participants kind of said, you know, these are the possible places I would like to work at. Mm. And we only had four take that on board mm. um, to actually, and we weren't expecting anything from these companies except for come and listen to, you know, what we've got to say. Come and meet some of our participants. Come and learn about disability. Come and have a free networking night. A free networking night. And we kind of said, you know, bring anybody else in your con contact list. Um, bring a friend. Uh, find about, you know, disability, what it's like. Really to find out if it is difficult as you think it is. Come and ask us some questions. Come and meet some people who are actually looking for employment. Um, and so there was, apart from that, and bring your business card, was no other obligation. Free food and drink as well. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so that was really disappointing. We had to postpone the event um, to a new day. So um, do I find it inclusive? Yeah, not always. Yes and no. Yeah. There's also the issue of the fact that, and this is something that's quite in the news quite a lot, is all the regulation that's around employment and people shying away from the thought of taking on your first employee or growing your workforce because it is just so filled with red tape. Mm. So to allay their fears, do you also help with the process of hiring an employee. So I guess if you take on someone and you haven't got a lot of experience in HR, who does as a small business owner, uh, and you take on and you go through this process with no someone like Northcote, then 
you're learning about the process of him hiring someone. So through hiring someone the first time in this supported way, you yourself are actually learning about the process of hiring someone. So do you help with that? Those intricacies of hiring, the processes, the documentation, the no, 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 the what you have to do as an employer, what they have to do, and all those things. Is that is there support there as well for the employ, employer? I mean, look, there absolutely is. I think there's a number of supports if you're employing somebody with a disability. Sometimes for a small business, if you're employing, say, someone on a vocational skills program, it really is like employing anybody else. Mm. Um, they wouldn't need too much support except us coming into the workplace and supporting them for a particular uh, period of time. There are some great incentives available um, funded through um, government incentives. For example, there's the Employment Assistant Fund, which is a great fund if you're actually employing somebody perhaps in a wheelchair or somebody who's deaf and hearing impaired, where you've got up to $10,000 of funding for workplace modifications, for deaf and disability awareness training for your staff, for perhaps upgrades on your software or your computer equipment. So that, that's absolutely fantastic. That's fantastic. So literally what we were talking about before with I- increasing your potential client base, if you take advantage of one of these grants, you're not only making your workplace more inclusive for employees, but also for potential clients absolutely. to come in. Absolutely. It's fantastic. So, absolutely. It's a great opportunity. Is um, that state or federal level? I have no idea, to be honest. Sounds to me like it's... It's probably... Federal. Federal. Australian (laughs) government, it is federal. There you go. Um, And we also have wage subsidies. So the disability, through the DES program, um, there's some financial assistance. And look, really, this is a a smaller amount. It's about $1,500, which is provided to an employee, an employer, to actually provide some of the initial setup. So that's looking at... um, some training and we appreciate that you might um, spend a lot more time just setting that person up. So there's that that money up front. Um, A proportion of that could be spent on perhaps other incidentals, which could involve, I suppose, clothing Mm. or or maybe some technology. Um, There's also a $100 administrative fee that's there for the employer to keep. So there is that money up front to actually support that person. Um, I'd like to add, though, that there really needs to be a sustainable job at the end of it. So while things, and we appreciate, don't always work out, there really should be um, a job there at the end of it. So this is not just a wage subsidy that's for the 13 weeks and then you're dropping the young person or, or, or the job seeker. Yeah, that, that was one of the things that was highlighted in the recent news, isn't it, with all the recent um, uh, rebates that are available. Well, I know the state government rebate, for example, with taking on a new employer employee, I should say, uh, is only available after the first 12 months of having that person employed, employed. either part-time or full-time. And that's important to note, isn't it? You can't, you have to, um, you can't just be taking advantage of, of the rebates and things that are there. There has to be something available at the end. Absolutely. And that's for everybody. It's not just person with a disability. Mm. But it is there <laughs> so, to support, yeah. to support the person integrate into the workplace or re-enter the workplace in in a different industry as you discussed earlier and with with that uh, on that note what what proportion of people are actually um placed at the end of their training period and continue on quite happily and contentedly in that company probably for as long as they possibly can because they're enjoying as you said kieran they're enjoying it so much and they're really feeling um, acknowledged and 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 as part of the an important part of the company what proportion roughly would you say um, is a successful placement in an organisation like Northcote? Um, look, that's such a... <laughs> I don't know. I think it's probably about 40%. 40%? Yeah. 
that's pretty good. Yeah, it would. It's quite high enough. I think if people stay usually for the first three months, there's normally quite a high proportion then that stay on. Yes. For, for the next. Well, let's just look at the statistics months. of anybody under the age of. 30 who's being employed right now which is a lot of what of small businesses and what they say in regards to people staying in terms of longevity um i believe i believe I'm, I'm right in assuming if people are placed in these organizations they're quite happy to stay there long term absolutely and statistically i imagine they stay longer than the average person with a university degree and who's who's bouncing around the place trying to get as much experience as they can before they settle down for 10 years that's so, right yeah. for um most absolutely. of the young people that we place um having something steady continuing is really important so they're not going to be looking at constantly changing to a new employer or progressing in some ways if they are ready to progress they're more likely to progress in the same employer Mm. Um, uh, there's a disability enterprise um, here in Hornsby who actually have had their supported employers Um, they've had employers there for up to 30 years wow that's fantastic yeah and and they're still working so um, there is a really high rate. With, when, you know, if, yeah. if there's been a good match, mm. um, it works really well. And that's what, like, an organisation like Northcote is there to do is to create that match and give the support there to that's right. for the process. Um, it's quite interesting. I had uh, Deborah Deering, Dr Deborah Deering, here a few weeks ago from the Greater Sydney Commission, who's the Northern Commissioner, who was talking a lot about making sure that people live and work in the environment, in, in the immediate vicinity of where they live. And that's so important, obviously, more so for people with a disability so they don't have the added stress and trials and tribulations of public transport or traffic to get to where they need to go. That That's probably quite important. And, and all the more reason why we should be celebrating local support, local people, local jobs here in Hornsby. We've got a lot of businesses here. There's 55,000 registered businesses here in Hornsby. Um, Most of the majority are consultants, but that still leaves another 40,000 that are actually of a variety of industries. And they're quite varied across yeah. across the board with those industries. So the, the ability, it's there. It's just about educating people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and look, sometimes transport is important too, that they need to be able to get to A to B. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, local buses, local trains and Matt all King. that is... Yeah, <laughs> you listening, Matt? <laughs> is really important. So um, yeah, local vicinities. So I mean, we've taken someone, um, you know, to do some travel training. So that's the kind of thing. If they need to get to somewhere where they need to take a bus, we've done the travel training so they can actually get to it. But if it's too far away, then that would kind of eat into their day. Mm, not to mention those people with um, any sort of an anxiety issues. You don't want people arriving at their workplace with heightened anxiety, for example. That's right. Do, you mentioned at the beginning of the program uh, a great placement uh, with an accounting firm where someone was doing some data entry. Can you give me another couple of examples of really fantastic placements that have happened um, in your memory? Sure. Um, we've had a young man that uh, got employment in a glass firm. Um, so he was a young man who came to us and kind of didn't know what he wanted to do. Anything you'd ask him, he'd be like, I don't know, because he hasn't had the experience mm. to actually weed out these are the things I like and these are the things I don't like. And so we went through the process of, okay, saying, well, in that case, what are your hobbies? And it, it was very limited with some of our young people. They like playing computer games. So it was, let's get you onto some work experience placements. And then when we're talking to these companies, we're actually quite open about, well, actually, the reason he's with you is because we're finding out whether this is something that he's going to be able to enjoy or be able to do. Uh, in the process of this, we came across a glass firm um, and they were like, well, we don't know what he's going to be able to do. So we looked around and found that 
actually they do need help. He's going to be a great person for assisting their craftsmen with um, putting in windows or, you know, once the glass has been cut, he's going to be able to help them putting it onto their van, moving it around and stuff because he was very good, gentle, he was a very delicate, gentle person, so he wasn't going to be boisterous, someone who's going to run, knock him around glass. Uh, it was a perfect match. Um, he got employed full time. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, and it, we, we only went there for work experience originally. Yeah. Um, uh, we had a, another young man that went into a supermarket. Um, so, like, he was, he went in there because we wanted to work on small tasks for him. And they had a nut bar, where fruit and nut bar, and they kind of said, this takes a lot of our time. Um, and someone who doesn't mind just doing this for, like, half a day or a few hours would be ideal. So that kind of worked well as well. Um, and the um, uh, ADE, the Australian Disability Enterprise, we had a young lady who um, was brilliant when she's focusing on something but couldn't cope with the environment when she's not in a task. And she, you know, beautiful young lady, and then we put her into a, a situation where she was putting motherboards together, like for computer motherboards. And I can't really do that. tiny pieces. <laughs> and you have to be really precise with this. And... She was fantastic. She did, like, out of all the employers, she was the fastest one there. Um, she did her job and got out. And it was like, well, I don't need to hang around. I've done everything I needed to. Mm -hmm. So for them, it was a really good match. So you're talking about people who are ultra-focused. Yeah. Very good at a specific task. It's just about finding out where that specific tasks can sit. So those of you who are listening out there, it's not necessarily you thinking about the rigmarole and the difficulty and the process of hiring someone. This is where a firm like Northcote can help. So all they need to do is they get in touch with you and they say, look, I'm open to this. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to think about it. I just need the support and the help with placing someone if you can find the right person. It sounds to me like you've got a lot of clients who are ready, willing and able and you've worked out what their fascinations and their interests are and what they would like to do. It's just about matching those to the right business. Absolutely, yeah. Um, could I say that um, we'd love employers to come along to our employer evening because mm. one of the things that our young people have been doing, and in fact all our job seekers, not just the young people, they've been preparing for this evening, it was a great opportunity for them to showcase some of their skills. So a lot of them have actually prepared a small presentation for employers. Right. To demystify. Really get an understanding. Really, yeah, to get an understanding of what these people can actually do. And I think having us having to postpone the initial one was so heartbreaking for them. Yes. Because they were so prepared they were and ready. so ready. And what we'd love from employers, even if you don't have a job right now, is just to offer some work experience and it need not be long. No. A, you know, a week, two weeks. Just Much like give, you would someone who's in year, year nine or year ten. Year absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And just give them an opportunity to showcase some of their skills and show them what they can do. Mm, mm. Because we know employers out there are looking for workers. We hear it all the time from employers and we just want employers to come on board and say, yep, I'll give it a go. Yeah. To be, you know, community spirited, community minded. And that's what we're, we want from, you know, the Hornsby employees in this region because mm. we didn't get a good uptake and I know there's employees out there who are really willing to come on board and give somebody an opportunity. So everyone pop that in your diary. It's Wednesday the 24th of May, 5.30 to 7.30 at my Waitara Magpies Club. 
yours truly will be there. So come and have a chat along about Small Biz Matters and just come and learn some of the candidates. Like you said, there's going to be some presentations. I'm, I'm just intrigued and excited to see these. It's going to be great. And um, bring along as many businesses as you like. A free networking night. What could be? What could oh. you possibly want more than that? Um, so Waitara Magpies, 5.30 to 7.30, Wednesday the 24th of May. This is on the Small Biz Matters calendar. So you can check it out there. And look, thanks very much for coming and telling us all about Northcote. Where can people find out more information about your organisation? Pleasure. Um, so feel free to call um, Monica Purcell, who's coordinating the event. Her number is 0429 638 Or you can email her on Purcell at monica.purcell.com.au. At northcott.com.au. And Kiran, if people want to get in touch with you, if they're a business and they're thinking about um, getting involved with Northcott, what's the best website for them to go to? You can go to, um, well, you can come straight to my email address, uh, which is Kiran, K I R A N, dot Lodia, L O D H I A, at northcott.com.au. Excellent. Look, a fantastic organisation providing us with really wonderful opportunities. And you've got a Facebook page too? We have. Um, so you can go to northcott.com.au for our website yep. or you can contact our customer inquiry line if you have any general inquiries about Northcott, mm-hmm. which is 1-800-018, sorry, one 800 810286. Awesome. As well. Sounds like you need one of your numbers, guys. Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) The easiest one, if you really want to get hold of us, is northcott at northcott.com.au. Awesome. Easy. Fantastic. Oh, look, thank you so much for coming on the program, guys. Uh, Look forward to having you on the show again if you want to come on and tell us a little bit more about how everything's progressing and different ways that we can engage with those people with a disability. But it's a a really great opportunity to get those placements happening and, and that sort of stuff. So thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Small Biz Matters. I'll see you all next week with another special guest. Uh, This is Triple H 100.1 FM.